Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to Park Date. You might be sat on a sweaty train or in a crumbling Victorian hovel. But for the next insert number of minutes, please, we'll be taking you back to nature. Because in each episode, we'll rip up the podcast rulebook and kidnap, well, lead, a different guest to their favourite local park. And there, we'll talk about the things that they like to do. So pack a picnic blanket. Try saying that after a few Proseccos. Our guarantee to you, lucky listener, is that this episode will contain one or more of the following. Ice cream, swings, grass... Dog walkers, drunks, canoodling couples, a possible mugging, and fun in the sun, unless it rains. So join me, Christopher Beanland. Yes, that is my real name, and a special guest as we try to create the perfect park date. Park date. On today's episode, we have uh, the park, uh, which is Highbury Fields, a very genteel place to go in North London, where you can uh, get some wild garlic, as we'll talk about. Um, We have Felicity Cloak as the guest on this episode. Felicity is the author of um, One More Croissant for the Road and uh, a new book called Red Sauce, Brown Sauce, which is about British breakfasts. Um, Felicity has written for The New Statesman, The Guardian and The Daily Mail. I like anything that's meta and one of the good things that Felicity does is test out other people's recipes find the best one um, or a combination of them and uh, advise you on how to make the perfect version of something so I would highly recommend that you should listen to the end of uh, this episode because Felicity brings me a great gift and I bring her a less great gift but it's funny nonetheless if you're enjoying part date then please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you will be bothered 
by uh, the system when a new episode comes out and please do leave a review good or bad even if you hate it tell me why Um, but hopefully you'll like what we're doing leave a review make it funny I'm going to read out the funniest ones and the one that makes me laugh the most will get the prize check out our website parkdate.co.uk on socials parkdate podcast on Instagram and Twitter if you want to get in touch with me then you can tweet me at Chris Beanland or Instagram at Christopher Beanland uh, my website is ChristopherBeanland.com so please enjoy this episode the music is about to fade up due to the power of open source editing software uh, it will play for a few seconds and then you will be transported as if by magic to Highbury Fields where we have our chat Welcome to Highbury Fields. Um, it's a bit of a grey, grey day, but uh, livened up by my guest for this episode, um, star of Celebrity University Challenge. <laughs> Love that. That's one thing that you highlight. It is and, my greatest achievement. And the Great British Venue, amongst other things, is Felicity Cloak. Felicity, thank you for joining me today. My absolute pleasure. I'm sorry about the weather. It's not always this grim in Islington. Yeah, is it normally sunny? Yeah, it's always, always very sunny. Mm-hmm. Just wealthy and sunny, but today picked a grey day, a grim day. Indeed, indeed. Um, and this is probably the quietest I've ever seen Highbury Fields, because often in the summer it gets very, very busy. And in lockdown, I spent a lot of time hanging out here as did a lot of people around yeah, here, Yeah, you guys ruining my life coming here. <laughs> I'm <laughs> out, saying it like I live counters. on Highbury I don't live on Highbury Fields. <laughs> don't make that much money from journalism, sadly. Yeah, um, yeah it was really annoying when uh, it became really busy because yeah. I have a dog who um, just loves to eat barbecues, people's picnics, doesn't wait for an invitation. Yeah. So, yeah, I would only come at 6am. <laughs> that was it for me. Highbury Fields was dead to me. And he's a very famous dog. He, he's yeah. he's a he's a dog that people people know from uh, from your socials. He he looks to have. I, I love it when you post um, content of of Wilf outside of butchers and he's furiously wagging his tail. He looks like <laughs> the happiest dog in the world. He's not. He's menacing them. He's terrible. He literally he's got. He's so entitled. He's like a guy that just goes around collecting like you know, the money from the local shopkeepers. He's a bit mafia, so if he has to <laughs> mafia wait... Mafia dog. He is mafia dog, so yeah. if he has to wait too long outside the butchers, if there's a queue, God forbid, he just barks and they bring they bring a bone out to him. It's <laughs> like, can you imagine that? He's just like, I'm here, don't make me wait, I'm going to get angry, you won't love me when I'm angry. So, yeah, he's uh, his character, let us say. He looks so happy when he's when he's got his bone, though, and he's wagging his tail. Um, but... Uh... 
I think he has. I think he has a pretty, pretty good life, really. He does. I mean, just for a bit of context, he's currently eating something out of a McDonald's wrapper. <laughs> I mean, I didn't give him. He's just found. So, that's, that's the way he rolls. Yeah, that's the way he rolls. That's the way he rolls. Uh, yeah, he's having having good life. Yeah. Um, so, is this a park that you like to? come to more than any others or do you, do you have any other favourites in London? Um, I have to say my favourite is Hampstead Teeth which is really a good choice but it's just it's like being in the country exactly and um, it does feel like it's one of the few places uh, near me where you actually get a view of London because yeah. when you live in sort of centralist London you really rarely see London because yes. the horizon is so low and going up onto Parliament Hill and seeing um, London spread out before you, it's just, it's nice. I think it's good for the soul. So I'm very into Hampstead Heath and all the little quiet bits. And, you know, I found a patch of wild garlic, peak food writer excitement, patch of wild garlic on Hampstead Heath. So. Which is always a nice thing. Talk about wild garlic. On the corner of Highbury Fields, they have um, like a little garden where they will leave bits of um, wild garlic that you can... That you can <laughs> I didn't realise that he was take. Mike. Sorry. <laughs> Come on. So, you don't like Easter eggs. A runner getting, uh, getting attacked in a very yeah. kind way. Sorry. <laughs> Those Easter eggs look good. Sorry? Those Easter eggs look good. I wanted to get some squash, but Waitrose had reduced them. That was like two quid. Oh, so a bargain. Bargain. Right. We know, we know where we're going next. Enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Later>. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, you can get what wild garlic um, <laughs> down by the corner of uh, Highbury Fields. Have you seen? Oh, I didn't. I thought you weren't meant to go in there and pick that, Chris. They. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I thought that was a little just, garden for children. Just, just admit, admitted to uh, a crime. No, they <laughs> they leave, they leave them out. They say, please take our our wild oh. garlic. It's very very sweet. Oh, um, no, I didn't know that. But yeah, it's annoying you having more local knowledge than me. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love I love a bit of uh, love a bit of wild garlic. I didn't know you could get it on um, Hampstead Heath as well. Though, that's yeah, nice. I mean, I'm not going to tell you where it is. <laughs> it's your secret. <laughs> it's my secret. It's a really small weedy yeah. patch, um, so I have to be a bit private about it. Sorry. Do you do you have, do you have a secret? Do you have some truffles buried? I do buried have under all sorts. Hill yeah, as well. no, no, no. That's Primrose Hill. I got truffles. So uh, it's just uh, stashes all over London. That's more that's that's more uh, truffle truffle friendly, isn't it's it? It's true. Pr- yeah, Prim- very. Prim- Primrose Hill. Set. Primrose Hill. Always exactly. eating Exactly. Um, as a uh, as a food writer, Felicity, if you were going to come uh, for a picnic um, in Highbury Fields, what kind of thing would you bring on a picnic? I love a picnic. Oh, I mean, who what, doesn't? What love are a your favourite? Favorite well, I d- and I've written over the years without wanting to sound as old as Methuselah I've written a lot of picnic articles mm. and you know it's always very visual so you have things in little jam jars and you have uh, you know salads and things sandwiches tied up with greaseproof paper and twine who has ever done that um, but actually I think the best thing to do with picnics is to keep it really simple because you are sitting on the ground I think stuff that you can eat with your hands like you really don't want to be faffing around with a salad and a jam jar no one wants to eat anything but jam from a jam yeah. jar um, so I think things like scotch eggs yeah. really good sandwiches like if you could get oh, I love those focaccia sandwiches you know where the bread is really like yeah. lovely and oily um, like sort of dusty knuckle sandwiches um, they're really good mm-hmm. um, I mean crisps quite basic but crisps always go down well Yeah. Um, and then also makes it nice and visual um, like some, some some sort of ripe fruit mm. that's good Will, here <laughs> 
he's trying to he's trying to join in with a a school game of uh, some kind of I don't know what game that is it's not like cricket it's like cricket practice that's brilliant to see kids playing cricket I'm very happy about that aerobics maybe yeah yeah so we'll thought he might um, get involved with that but wasn't actually very welcome so. yeah we'll, uh, we'll distract him from the uh, from the kids games um, yes I think um, it's funny you mentioned crisps I love crisps and crisps, who doesn't love crisps crisps and hummus is like oh wow I was wow that. <laughs> that's, wow that's more a... Islington and Islington <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm actually. Are you say no to that. Well. I love I that in a picnic. I don't know whether to admit this on a podcast. You don't admit it. I'm not actually a massive fan of hummus. Really. I'd really feel like I really like Yotam Martelangi, and yeah. I, I don't want him to cancel me. Yeah. But it's, it's not that I don't like it, but it just seems to have become the the single dip, the er uh, dip, and I'm like, and there's it's so many. Yeah, isn't there? yeah. I just feel like. I don't, it, you know, we get some really bad hummus. Like, you can get some lovely stuff, but most of it is shit in this country. It's true. I made some the other day and it was terrible. <laughs> it was so bad. Um, I, I basically had to throw it all away. Um, it is very, it's very easy to make hummus taste, uh, yeah. taste horrible. Well, I think the good is, stuff is good. But, the good stuff is that, and, and yeah. I think that you want it to be really smooth. And so, actually. It's better if you buy those big jarred Spanish chickpeas that are really expensive but really delicious. Are they good? And yeah, and then use some of the cooking water to yeah. to sort of make it a bit silky and smooth. But yeah. in general, I'm you know, what happened to those dip quartets you used to get in the nineties? Oh like, yes. You don't go see those anymore. It's all hummus, hummus, hummus. Yeah. No one, what would no one the, goes with the cream cheese and chive? I was going to say cream cheese and chive. Was there like salsa. a pink one? There's sometimes a was a thousand, thousand island. island. Sometimes a salsa. You used to get yeah. those horrible Tex-Mex quartets that <laughs> yep. had like bits of cheese, yep. like nacho cheese, yeah. uh, and long-life guacamole, which is a very suspicious mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Um, my but, yeah. my parents were very fond of uh, Thousand Island dressing back in the day. Yes. That brings back some very yeah. very fond memories. Yeah, I think it's been rechristened as uh, Mary Rose, hasn't it? But yes. Thousand yes. Island dressing, and then mine went to a Caesar salad dressing thing they put it on everything like not a seat just a caesar yeah. salad they got it in a bottle and it had caesar cardini's face on it oh my god they went through that stuff that was a traumatic phase for everyone <laughs> but yeah i just feel like hummus has taken over and other dips are available there are <laughs> other dips are available uh remember remember that uh, by the way, I um, have you ever seen celebrities here? I always see quite famous people in hybrid fields. I'm terrible at spotting celebrities. Really? I don't know who anyone is. Um, I will say that my local celebrity is um, Eve Pollard. Oh, it's quite a lot, isn't yeah. it? I mean Eve Pollard. No, I don't mean the. Oh God, this is embarrassing. I don't mean Eve Pollard. Hey, Who's what the woman does... who was from? With the, gla- the glasses. What, what's she from? Oh God, this is really embarrassing. You had to edit. What's she from LLC? <laughs> it's not. What's her name? It's not Eve Pollard. Eve Pollard is a journalist. It's not her. How embarrassing. Have a Sue look. Pollard. Sue Pollard. <laughs> Sorry. I know Sue. What, Sue Pollard. Heidi High. Yes. Yes. Exactly, which I'd never watched because. Yeah, yeah I was... remember that from my youth. But. You know, anyway, she yeah. lives near me, and That's you know, she dresses like you would expect Sue yeah. Pollard to always dress, so she's a good... And then I found out that um, uh, Grayson Perry lives, right. and or has a studio really near me, 
didn't know that. Apparently, my friend sees him all the time. Never seen him. Oh, that's. And you think a... you'd recognise Grayson you'd Perry? Recognize, you'd recognise him. No, he's a big guy. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I never see anyone. Nigel Slater, I used to occasionally see when I lived up here. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean they're probably all around us now. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why I'm always. I, I think it's because I'm uh, like overly observant. Um, unlike your dog. Uh, <laughs> Will's <laughs> yeah, just disappeared into a no-dog zone. We, we need to go find it, but I feel like I always have uh, have my eyes open for, for people. I saw Clive Anderson up here. <gasps> oh, OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. Walking walking around. Where, near where Boris Johnson used to live. Right, right. Yeah, Boris Johnson, despite constantly uh, mocking Keir Starmer for being in Islington lawyer, Keir Starmer lives in Camden. Sorry, this is getting really North London. Boris Johnson used to live in Islington. Maybe now's a good time to talk about um, the book that you have coming out. Yeah, Red Sauce, Brown Sauce. Yeah, a British, about that. Well, it's a British Breakfast Odyssey is the um, yeah. subtitle, and it is just that. So I went. Um, so I did a book a couple of years ago, which was called One More Class on for the Road, which is basically cycling around, cycling around France, France, yeah. eating. <laughs> great French food and trying to find out how did you get that commission that's, that's <laughs> very very uh, nice I, think I prayed hard um, <laughs> and my prayers were answered so that was that was sort of looking at classic French dishes yeah. um, trying to go to their birthplace talk to people about what makes them great get some tips etc I'd eat a lot of croissants yeah. and I thought oh what, you know how can I repeat this excuse for you know having a proper job and um, I wanted to do... Britain was one of the ideas I had, yeah. which was fortunate given the, the pandemic that occurred subsequently. Um, and I thought, oh, Britain, I could do pies, I could do fish and chips. And I thought, actually, the one thing that actually we all, or almost all of us eat in some form, that we really feel tied to is the breakfast. Mm. So it's not that all of us eat fry-ups or bacon sandwiches every day. I think very few people do. But we sort of feel like we have the right to do it even yeah. if you're vegan even if you don't eat pork there's a thing about you know a break a cooked breakfast and that's why you get like there's no reason to have a vegan fry up it's completely different from a full english breakfast but they still have them because people feel like it's part it's part of life um so i wanted to sort of look into that a little bit more find out why we are so obsessed with breakfast um and just go around britain finding all the different specialities um, so I went uh, up to go across the middle, go Let's a bit across country. Yeah. Uh, so I went up to uh, Scottish Highlands, the home of the World Porridge Championships, which was amazing. Um, and um, I went to Northern Ireland to find out about the Ulster Fry, and um, went to Black Pudding Producer in East Anglia, which is the only one to still use fresh blood. Um, just oh, I met so many interesting people along the way. It was amazing, um, and yeah, I ate a lot of good breakfast. So it was it was, uh, it was quite hard because I was meant to do it in 2020, and then obviously the big pandemic happened and slightly put uh, put pay to those plans. And then I thought oh, in 2021, it's still still not a great time to be travelling around the UK. And I was worried people would throw rocks at me and go, "Oh, you've come from there, London, get out of here." <laughs> but um, it was it was fine except for the fact that Marmite. I really wanted to go to the Marmite factory. I'm obsessed by Marmite, and um, in Burton. Yeah, they changed their mind and wouldn't let me in in the end, which I'm Why really not? I'm still very sore about. So if Marmite, if you know, leave it. If you're listening to this, please honestly let me in. I won't do anything bad. 
Um, so, and Are you been a brand advocate for Marmite? I so know. I'm sure she. Yeah. I know. No, both. they were keen at the beginning, and then I think even though I like volunteered to take all sorts of tests yeah. beforehand, they were like, no, it's too much of a risk. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. And the Heinz baked bean factory, fact fans, the biggest baked bean factory in the world is in Witness. Um, I think. Might not be <laughs> we'll in Witness. Check. I keep saying these things very confidently, like about Sue Pollard. We'll um, check that. It's we'll in check the that. North, it's in the... <laughs> 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 Take that out. It's the, 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 in the, the biggest bean factory in the world is in the northwest. I, not I have, far from not far from Manchester. I, I have this thing, by the way, when I if I'm, I'm very anxious, if, I've got witness in a completely wrong place. As well. If if I if I'm doing uh, if I'm doing if I'm doing journalism, I will sometimes say, uh, just to make things easier, one of the world's biggest. <laughs> no, I'm very confident factory. it's the world's biggest bean factory. I'm just not confident about where it where well, it is. Where it is um, exactly. But uh, anyway, and they were also keen, and then unfortunately the Delta variant. Uh, basically closed the whole of Northwest to me and so I was going to go and see Berry Black Puddings I was going to go to this baked bean factory I was going to go to Chinatown in Manchester and talk to some people there about congee and things like that and basically ended up taking a train to Liverpool and going off to uh, Northern Ireland without stopping (laughs) Uh, so I have slight regrets about that but I got across to the Isle of Man in the end which was amazing to talk to the last guy smoking kippers in a traditional way um, who wants to sell up because he wants to retire and he doesn't have anyone to take it over. So if any of your listeners fancy a complete change of lifestyle, um, please. Go and smoke him in the Isle of Man. Go and smoke it. It's a beautiful place. It looks really nice. A fish. I haven't been there. What was that place you went to where um, 
they were doing okay. like kind of bread rolls with with like a was it like a mackerel roll or something and oh the kipper bat that was yeah kipper, that kipper was bat. really good yeah, that was nice. really good it very was very nice yeah um yeah it's a good it's good a like, I, yeah, isle of man it's really underrated place yeah. but it's quite I think because it's just a bit it is a bit of a pain to get to and so you know it's not the kind of place you can go for a day trip it is literally in the middle of the Irish Sea yeah um but uh yeah so that was it was yeah it was it was a good it was a good it was a good trip yeah um what were yeah the, what were the things that you learned about breakfast that you didn't know before did you discover anything um that blew your mind come on then <laughs> Um, That's Felicity that's... talking to Wolf, not me. Yeah. <laughs> Come on then. Wolf has worn himself out playing with a much more energetic dog. A very, very cute dog. Yeah. <laughs> Wolf is quite lazy, so 30 seconds is enough for him. Come on. <laughs> We're off here. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's his right. only interest in life is treats. <laughs> Come on here. He wants a treat. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very very amusing dog dog play going on um, um yeah, yeah so the things that i learned um i think the biggest takeaway that i had was actually the english breakfast or the you know i'm calling it an english breakfast because that seems to be the thing that is the best known but actually i went all over the uk it's not even the british breakfast because i went to northern ireland and the isle of yeah. man um, that it's a really recent construct. So it's like the cream tea or the Plowman's, oh, the Plowman's lunch. lunch. Yeah, which right. actually is a mark, both sort of marketing, marketing ploys. Things, yeah. um, and the English breakfast, or the cooked breakfast, whatever you want to call it, fry up, is really recent as a, as a concept. And all of the constituent parts up until sort of the 1950s, 1960s, you might have them for dinner as like a mixed grill and maybe there'd be a chop on there as well. And we've lost the chop. But this idea that we have to have them for breakfast worries me because I feel like if you think that you have to have things like cockles and lava bread, which are a bit challenging for some, for many people. So lava bread, to explain, is like a seaweed, chopped, boiled seaweed that they eat a lot in, uh, or they used to eat a lot in Wales. And it's got a quite, um, how to say it, like a mucilaginous texture. That's a great word. Uh, I hope I pronounced it right. Anyway. I love that. It's, it's, it's a bit gloopy basically yeah. and um, a lot of people I think find that a bit difficult at breakfast time if not any time and so if we have to say oh this is a breakfast thing then it's just going to die out whereas if you can say oh you can have this for dinner as it traditionally would have been eaten any time of day then it still has a life so I think this idea of it's really good fun to talk about what makes a proper fry up and whether we should have beans or not but I think we need to stop taking it so like seriously as a national icon because yeah. it's really recent and you know most people don't have time to do a fry up in the mornings anymore Yeah. Um, so you know except a fry up for dinner well, it's a really great shot I mean if you can sleep after a fry up <laughs> yeah and you do you do realise Felicity when you start doing promo for your book there's going to be a lot of interviews where you're going to be on you're going to be on the radio people are going to go oh, Felicity what's your favourite what's your favourite breakfast item and then the other question will be oh, what's on a proper fry up it's got to have beans it's got to have hash browns it's got to have sausages and then I basically oh, what's on a proper fry up well I alienate everyone by saying I don't want baked beans on my fry up yeah, yeah. I love baked beans but I don't want them on my breakfast yeah um, and I also love black pudding, which I think is sadly yeah. quite um, quite a uh, specialised taste these days, which is a shame because I think it's so delicious. Mm. Like, even, I'm really fussy about meat 
in general, but I will. When I was cycling in the, the Outer Hebrides, where they make a really famous black pudding, I don't, I mean, we go to a garage in the middle of nowhere and there'd be this black pudding just, like, drying out under the heat lamps that'd been there yeah. all day. And I would happily eat that. I don't know where it came from. It might have been stored away, it might have been little. Yeah. Um, but I just love black pudding. I remember talking to Jonathan Meads the one time I chatted to him and he was... Uh, talking to me about his love of black pudding uh, and boudin noir. Yes. He's a very, very big, very, yeah. very big fan. Have you read his food writing as well? I have. He's... I actually went to see him for my yeah. French book. I went for dinner with him in Marseille. In his and then, flat? Well, in... I, went, I went for dinner with him on the port in Marseille to talk about sort of oh. bouillabaisse and other Marseille food. Amazing. And um, then he invited... Well, his wife invited me for, for lunch the next day, and I was just like, I didn't need asking twice. I was I'm like, I want jealous. to see that flat. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and I got completely lost inside that rabbit. What could be yes. a rabbit warren? It but confusing. it was amazing. So. Did you go up on the roof? Yeah, I've been, I've been roof. on the roof. Yeah, yeah very, been very up on the roof. Very seen impressive. all of that. Um, what do you remember? What uh, Jonathan and his wife made you for lunch? Yeah, we had... Um, I think I didn't take a photo because I didn't want to be uncool. Yeah. But I do remember that we had, like, really nice... It was quite simple. We had, like, a tomato salad, had some saucisson, some bread, some cheese. And then afterwards, just, like... It's so sophisticated. It's like a single square of dark chocolate with figs in it. Just, you know, that's how people like that roll. It's not like, oh, let's eat a whole Easter egg. It's like, have a single square of dark chocolate. That's um, fantastic. But yes, no, it was a real treat. But we didn't talk about black pudding. I'm going to tap him up. I'm going to get back in contact talk, and ask him for his opinion. Talk to him. He's, he loves anything. Um, I, I guess it, in his writing, he's kind of always looking for the the kind of ugliness that underpins yeah, life yeah, in a sort yeah, of yeah. ballad way. So yeah. with food, he's always talking about awful yes. and black pudding yeah. and, um, you know, heads and things like that yes. the, the kind of like yeah. gross reality that yeah. we, we kind of shy away from yeah well he might also be interested in the west country I mm. um, we could actually go around the back of let's do that um, in the west country I went to see a maker of hogs pudding which people from Devon and Cornwall will probably be familiar with but you don't see outside the West Country that much That's a new one on me. What's hog's pudding? So hog's pudding is like, it's a bit like a white pudding if you ever mm. come across that in Ireland or Scotland. And so it's made from, this particular one is made from sort of pork belly and they make it with pork shoulder. And I think yeah. originally it probably would have been cheaper cuts of pork. And it's quite, so there's no, it's not, there's no blood in it, but it looks like a black pudding, um, but pale. And it's quite highly spiced. And they feel, then they think that that was probably because of all the spices that were coming into the ports down there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just so delicious. Um, and sometimes some people put um, uh, oats in it as well, and some right. people put cream in it. Um, and I came across some old recipes, actually from like the southeast rather than the southwest, that had currants in it, which is a bit like the Scottish fruit pudding. You've ever had that on a breakfast? I've never it's had fruit weirdest, pudding. It's the weirdest no. thing. Like, <laughs> if you go into a Scottish supermarket, you'll see like breakfast packs, and I have, you know, Lord. your bacon. I have your square lawn sausage, yeah. um, usually made out of beef rather than pork. Yeah. You have your black pudding, and then they'll quite often have fruit pudding, which basically looks like a slice of fruit cake that you fry right. in bacon fat. Just extraordinary. Fantastic. Like, where did that come from? Yeah, <laughs> where did it come Just from? Just amazing. And actually, in Scotland, I went to see this butcher um, who makes, he's really famous for his black puddings, 
and he makes one. He did a collaboration with Jägermeister and they asked him to make a black pudding with Jägermeister and he was just like, yeah, I don't know, really? He was a bit sceptical, but obviously he was like, oh, you know, I'll take the money. He said, actually, genuinely, the, the secret blend of herbs and spices in Jägermeister did make for a really nice so black it pudding. So it worked out. Hold on, are you telling me that those brand tie-ins that are things yeah. that people people do for money? Yes. I, I can't believe I can't believe this. I thought I thought it was just all about creativity coming through. Um, I mean, I don't want to shock you, but yes, the the iron brew pie, the Jägermeister yeah. sausage, you know, it's all it's all for the filthy money. Unbelievable. By the way, if any brands want to get in touch and sponsor the podcast, I'm very Just sponsor me to do some sort of hogs pudding. You know, yes, exactly. Very we, fond of gin. Very we, happy to play around. Yes, can we get the um, the British hogs pudding marketing board? <laughs> Please, uh, to yes. Get, get in touch with us. Yes, also, and, um, yeah. Me, me and Phil will do a 10-part podcast series on uh, hogs. I'm, hogs yeah, I'm very, I'm very... I could talk about it for a long time. So, yeah, yeah please, do. That sounds great. I think the book's going to be amazing. Um, yeah, it sounds like it sounds like you had some great adventures um, doing it as well. Yeah, I mean, I managed to rip my hamstring twice. Well, you know... Cycling. I tore it and then ripped it. Um, no, embarrassingly, neither of them occurred on the bike. Um, so the first time I was... But did you fall off a bridge? I fell off, fell off a bridge fell on off day a... two of the How entire trip. How did you trip. fall off a bridge? I mean, it was, it was embarrassing. So I was going across a bridge, and you know those cycling shoes yeah. that cyclists wear that don't have a lot of grip on? Yeah. I came off this bridge, like narrow wooden bridge across a river, mm-hmm. pedestrian bridge. And um, embarrassingly, I'd only go over the bridge to take a photo, so like peak Instagram twat. Um, I and um, I, I put my foot on what I thought was solid ground, but wasn't solid ground. Ended up in the ri- one foot in the river, one foot wedged in the bridge. And I don't do the splits that often. Um, and the bike fell on top of me, and my friend had to haul me out. Yeah. Um, and so that was bad. But then in Wales. The bike was nowhere in sight the second time. I um, I skidded over um, in flip-flops. <laughs> oh, oh and literally that put me out of action for like yeah. 10 days. I couldn't, I could hardly walk, let alone oh, cycle. Dear. So yeah, that, it was, it was, um, it was, there were had some moments. I nearly got thrown off a train in Scotland um, and had to start crying. Uh, yeah, there are a few things. And then in the side, it was interesting, having cycled a lot in France, I was really thinking that cycling in the UK, which, you know, I have done before, obviously, but a big trip was going to be very hard. But actually, drivers were lovely for the most part. I'd had very few bad experiences um, until I got to the southeast. You know, disclosure, I am from the southeast. I feel like I can mean about it. As soon as we got into Essex, people were horrible. They were just so mean, just honking at us to get out of the way and etc. And like Surrey was the worst. Oh my god, the drivers in Surrey. Um, So yeah, my lesson was maybe I need to move. Yeah, maybe that's that's (laughs) going to keep cycling. I need to move. That's the lesson. But it's good to go on those adventures, isn't it? And I think that's what makes what makes it fun to do those kind of like journalistic. Uh, Odysseys. We we went. Do you remember we we went to that uh, we went on that trip to Jerez mm. in Spain. I was thinking about that the other day when I was um, I was talking to someone who was going going there, and that was that was funny because we just ended up kind of at a fiesta or something, didn't we? Do yeah, you remember that? We I, I have got taken to a some kind of like festival. Yeah, I think Wines of Jerez um, yeah. took us to the uh, the feria. Yeah, the big sort of. Um, 
carnival basically there mm. and my memory is that they just force fed a sherry yeah honestly force fed to the extent that at some point i asked if i could have a soft drink which was taken as an insult <laughs> and you know drink. this was not like after one sherry this mm-hmm. was after about six hours of sherry we had a could lot I of have, sherry yeah on could drink. i have a soft drink yeah and um and they said yes and gave me something called a rebajito which it was sherry with some lemonade in it it was like sherry yeah. shandy um yeah, it was a good trip, but my God, that was, you know... Uh, I mean, even in my 20s, I feel like that was quite hardcore. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just to finish, Felicity, have you got any, have you got any park memories that you, uh, that you cherish from, a young, from being a youngster? Did you used to hang out in your, in your <laughs> local park when you were young? Um, Did you I get do, up to no good? Uh, I mean, I do have a few memories um, involved. Like, surely everyone that grows up goes to school in the vicinity of a town has park memories of like either a park or a graveyard so there was yeah. the graveyard you know which some people not me obviously you know used to go into smoke that wouldn't it wouldn't be me yeah. uh, but also there was a park with a bandstand and the bandstand was where you went to like drink arches and lemonade at plastic cups and etc and uh yeah the parks sort of felt you feel like parks have got this as a teenager they feel a bit like a space that's designed for you because yeah. you're not really you know you've got no spending power as a teenager people generally think of you as a nuisance which oft, i mean i was quite a nuisance um you? well not a terrible you know but generally teenagers are annoying aren't they to people that aren't teenagers, teenagers are it's annoying. not fair exactly. it's not fair on them but yeah. that's the case um and uh yeah, I feel like parks just felt like somewhere that we could be that people weren't... Because people just are used mm-hmm. to teenagers being annoying and loud in parks, aren't they? This, so. this is the thing, exactly. I think, you, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think it's a place where you can go. You have no money. Um, you don't have to spend any money. You won't be bothered, really. And yeah. you can just hang out. You're never, the, you're never the weirdest. There's always some yeah. much weirder person in yeah. the park. <laughs> But yeah, it was a fair, yeah, it felt like to a... alarm any parents. There's always a weirder person in the park. There's always a weird adult in the park somewhere. That's, yeah, well, that is the other thing about parks. They're kind of they're kind of like sweet and innocent. There's you know we just walk past this very cool children's playground. Um, it's very family friendly, but also you see kind of like weird stuff going on. And I mean, after very, dark, yeah, I don't know whether uh, changes character. Yeah, I, it? Did, I did. There's actually a woman in my lo- that goes to my local park. Um, and uh, she throws raw chicken to the foxes in the park. <laughs> Wil- Wilf is obsessed by this woman. I we actually saw he her last her. night. He knows her car. Hold on, paint this picture <laughs> for us. She buys chicken she buys, like, from big, the shop. She buys big things of chicken from Sainsbury's. Are we talking like whole chickens? No, or, like, like chicken th- legs. And right, things, chicken legs, yeah. okay, yeah. Um, and then she tosses them. <laughs> So the park now, they don't bother to lock the parks anymore. Which one's so the this? Park, so this is Barnard Park. Barnard if Park. Anyone... Barnard Park. If anyone wants to avoid if it. If anyone wants to either some free raw chicken or uh, to avoid her. I'm actually going down there after this. Yeah, I mean, see what's available. Um, <laughs> Make a casserole. Sorry. So she, gets, so she gets the chicken legs. She throws them. She throws them. So this right. is, I mean, it's actually quite bad, but I'm too scared to say anything to her. I try and avoid her because Wilf loves her. Yeah. Um, obviously, because she's got chicken. Yeah. Um, and um, <laughs> she throws them across into like there's a children's playground that is locked up and that's where it's got some woods in it so that's where the foxes hang out so she oh. throws this raw chicken into oh, the hold on. children's you're, playground what you're describing do you think that do you think it's bad that i haven't reported it <laughs> what you're describing felt sounds like a horror movie <laughs> a woman is throwing she raw loves, chicken she legs into a children's I mean, playground i need to be clear that she loves the foxes and that she's doing it for the best she feels she's doing it for the best of the foxes it's not that 
I mean, I feel like I painted her in a bad light and her intentions are good, but I do think it's a bit weird. It's a bit... So she's trying to feed the foxes, dark, but, yeah, doing it in kind of a... Um, quite weird yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so um, that's yeah. my experience of my local right. parks. I actually have a gift for you, Chris. Oh, yes, we need to do yeah. gifts before... Uh, a gift for you, but I need to... Before we go, let's... Um, Let's see that. I've got. Um, the dog. I've got. Uh, is your bike over here? I've it's got. Just, it's just uh, on the. Perfect. The um, yes, I think this is going to be. This is going to be the start of a recurring feature, uh, where we're going to. We're going to give out. Um, very very bad gifts. <laughs> sometimes. Uh, I I don't know about you guys. Sometimes people give you gifts. We often get sort of corporate gifts from people, and yeah. you know, even at Christmas, maybe your auntie gives you like quite a rogue present and you kind of wonder don't you like yeah, where and you can't but why? also i mean i'm quite a sentimental person and i feel bad for for not keeping gifts no that's why yeah re-gifts is fine but i just feel guilty about it and so yeah. i mean i live in a really small flat and it's it's not full of things that people have given me that i don't want because i'm not an ingrate but um <laughs> yeah i feel guilty but now i've found <laughs> I've got something for you that I can, I can re-gift. I think it'll be useful to you. I'm so excited about this. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, so uh, we are we're just walking to the edge of uh, edge of Highbury Fields. I think Highbury Fields is very very nice, very genteel. Kind yeah. of makes it's kind of Dickensian, I think. It's beautiful, isn't it? Has it has these like I Georgian did. houses and the kind of um, old style lamps that look like they're lit by yeah it's very atmospheric at night um, yeah. if you don't look into the park bit itself um, and I think that when I make loads of money from my book because of all your podcast listeners buying it I'm probably <laughs> going to buy a place here buy a place so, here you know but part two okay, so you so ready for your gifts let's do, let's do the gifts yeah do you want to you can, sh- you can show me yours first Okay. <laughs> I mean, so, it's never been used. It's been this. to the dishwasher, but it's never been used. So Felicity has given me an orange, pl- orange bright and blue, orange, bright orange and blue plastic bottle. It says "Bike Tours in the Netherlands," HollandBikeTours.com. This is a great cycling <laughs> useful. bottle. Exactly useful, Thank practical, you so much. and I, bright orange. So you're not going to lose it. I love it. this. This is a great gift. I now, tried to. Yeah. So I was given that on a recent press trip to Holland, um, cycling from Rotterdam to Amsterdam. Yeah. The guy that hired us the bikes insisted I took one, even though I already had two bottles with me. So I've carried that. Not. I've never used it. I had to bloody carry it all the way from Rotterdam to Amsterdam in the snow. I love that. Just now, to give it to you. I, I thank you for this. It's very kind of you. <laughs> now I have. Um, I'm, I'm going to ask you to put your put your hand in the bag, and you can chop. You I'm a bit can scared. There's like one of the gifts oh God. is <laughs> one of the gifts is like a foodie gift, and the other one is absolutely ridiculous. So which one? Are, which I'm one are you going to choose? I'm just giving the one that's a really weird shape. So the one. Oh my God. <laughs> the one. <laughs> I don't know what I could have won, but what I have won is a really creepy... I don't know if it's meant to be someone specific. Oh, my God, it's you! Are you sure you want to give this to me? I was like, it's just this weird man, the statue of a weird man, um, dressed as a Virgin Atlantic flight attendant um, on a plinth. I mean, it's amazing, and it it is Chris. Yeah. So the, <laughs> Are you sure you want to give this away? Yeah, I do. Want, I very much want to give it away. Great. It's going to sit on my desk for a bit until yeah. I find a suitable place to get so, it. So, um, <laughs> unbelievably, I got 3D scanned and turned into a flight attendant. This is um, astonishing. And they... Uh, 
they made they made me into a mod into a model um, and I discovered that in my drawer the other day I was horrified <laughs> to find a miniaturized version of me I thought it was like some Charlie uh, Kaufman I mean, um, film that had, uh, that had kind of come to life. You look quite buff. If it's 3D scan, then... Thank you for yeah, saying so. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. you know, you got the... Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much. No problem. <laughs> what, could I, what could I have you could, Well, you can take this as well, No, actually. no, no, this no. Is like, this, is a proper, this is a proper gift. Um, this is a drinkable, uh, drinkable gift from Germany. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> need actually, I'm not, I'm not sure what's worse. Uh, take that as well. It's... Uh, it's um, I don't even know what it is. So it's a, a small bottle for listening that is 40, 40.2%. 40.2%. I think but it's But it has no... It literally has no label, except it might have gone off in 2017, but it's, I don't know. <laughs> has it gone off? Well, I mean, it's 42.2%. I feel like it was never going to go off. Yeah. I'm, I'm, but it, you don't know what it is. It's, I think it's... Croy, I think it's like Kreuter liqueur. Yeah, so, liquor. So that means herbal, herbal like liquor. herbal liquor, yeah. Some kind of herbal slightly cl- it's, it's slightly cloudy, listeners. <laughs> I if think... I die, <laughs> yeah, it'll be my, do call it'll for be a toxicology report. Just <laughs> if I die clutching a 3D model. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's, no problem, uh, that's incredibly kind of you. I'm glad you've enjoyed, I'm glad you've enjoyed the gifts. Um, <laughs> How has the how has the walk around the park been today? Has it uh, been enjoyable? It has been very enjoyable. Yeah. You have better company than the dog. Okay, that's, I mean that's quite a low bar. But it's still. a very low bar. Thank you so much for this tea. My I really, absolute pleasure. I really enjoyed this. Oh, I haven't asked you. What's your? Are you red sauce or brown sauce? Oh, um, brown sauce. Brown sauce, good choice. Yeah, very brown sound sauce. choice. Absolutely. Okay, good. Old school. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Uh, look we can forward still to... be friends. Brilliant. I love that. Excellent. <laughs> look forward to the book. When's it out? 9th of June. So, yeah. Perfect. Go and buy it, people. Go and buy the book. Make Thank my you. hybrid field dreams come true. <laughs> Thank you so much, Felicity Cloak. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that episode of Park Date. Um, there's lots more where that came from and there'll be more in the future as well if you enjoyed it please leave a review Um, good or bad make them funny I'll be reading out the best ones and there'll be a prize for the one that makes me laugh the most name check some trees in your reviews and leave them wherever you get your podcast from check out our website parkdate.co.uk and um, if you see me walking around in the park come and say hello I think that was the sound of someone sneezing Um, yes thank you bye bye on the next episode of Park Date I'm joined by storied Catalonian director Ramos Cojones, who tells us about his new rom-com Patatas Muertas, which is out in cinemas very, very soon. And additionally, I will be chatting to Hollywood actress Gwyneth Paltrow, who tells us how Benches changed her life. I mean, really, before they were invented you just had to sit on the floor and like that's why they're so good isn't it so join us again 
for another hilarious instalment of Part Date. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.